Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a lot of discussion out there about Kyle Trask. He's the only quarterback under contract with the Bucks. Jeff Darlington had a report. We're going to talk about all of that as well as the Lightning's crazy game against Buffalo. They lose uh, to the uh, Sabres 6-5. to Back and forth game. It was, just, it was fun to watch. Maybe not necessarily well played by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So we're going to get all of that here in just a minute. I wanted to start by telling you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar, their family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. There's a lot of these companies out there. May Electric is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's the main difference. You visit their Hudson showroom. May Electric displays its products. They conduct on-site testing. You know exactly uh, what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So all those guys up there, those are Billy Mays guys, going to take care of you. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. Schedule free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Steve, let's get into this because I, I got a lot of queries um, after Jeff Darlington went on TV on ESPN. And, you know, listen, Jeff knows his stuff, man. <laughs> uh, he, he's one of the better insiders in the business, obviously. And, you know, uh, one of the things he basically what he reported was that at this, you know, at this point, um, you know, sort of the, the, the Bucks viewpoint is that Kyle Trask, they, they want to see what they have in him, that, He's going to you know, begin things as their starting quarterback, or at least if not their starter, get every chance to find out who he is. Um, and, you know, sort of that's the plan, right? And I don't disagree with it per se, but I, I would remind everybody, um, he's the only guy under contract. I mean, this is the thing. Like, it's funny to me the other day, we were at the press conference for Dave Canales, the new offensive coordinator, and I asked the question, right? Like, what what have they told you about the quarterback position, right? They did all these interviews with all these offensive coordinators. One of your first questions would have been, if you were a guy being interviewed, would be, hey, uh, what are we doing at quarterback? You know, well, we got Kyle Trask. Okay, well, what about, what about free agents? Are we going to, you know, what's the situation here? Um. We're going after Derek Carr. We're going after Baker Mayfield or, you know, someone lesser than that. And he didn't want to go there. And, it, you know, listen, he's a new offensive coordinator. And, frankly, there might be some tampering things if he did go there. So he said, you know, I'm going to focus on the guy we have until we don't have him anymore. And that's Kyle Trask. And he went on to say a lot of nice things about Kyle Trask. But um, I, I do believe that the plan all along, and if, if Brady had not come out of retirement a year ago, you would have seen last year probably a competition between Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask. Now, Blaine is a free agent, and quite frankly, 
if you're going to have if you're going to find out something about Kyle, you probably don't want Blaine as as the guy competing with him because um, he's going to look better. He's going to play a little better, at least initially. But your future is not Blaine Gabbert, okay? And, you know, a lot of people, Steve, got hung up on the fact that Trask was number three last year. I think we know why, right? I mean, he and, and maybe he, you know, Blaine Gabbert was a better number two a year ago. Maybe he earned the job. But if Tom Brady was his quarterback, that job as a backup quarterback has – more than just, you know, stand on the sideline and be ready in case Tom gets hurt. You've got to help prepare Brady. And who better to do that than Blaine Gabbert, right? Yeah, I mean, Brady's always wanted veteran backups that mm-hmm. are going to help help him but not challenge him. Right, if that exactly. I mean, that's, yes, it that's, does. He doesn't want a rookie backup. He doesn't want the next Tom Brady after him. <laughs> he wasn't thrilled with Jimmy Garoppolo behind him, I can no, tell you that. no. You know, you want someone that's a backup, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to do a good job if called upon. Right. But isn't going to compete for your job. Right. And help you break down film and help you, you mm-hmm. know, what do you see? Somebody's been been out there, right? Like, that's a requirement. Like, you probably needed to have been out there so that you can kind of see the game um, the way it needs to be seen. If you're a rookie quarterback and you haven't stood behind the center – when things really matter and things are going fast, then you're probably not going to, you're probably not going to pick up on some stuff, right? Because you just haven't had that, that, that experience mm-hmm. that Gabbard had. I mean, Gabbard was 33, 34 years old, the, two, the years that he was here. And, you know, Kyle was 24 years old. So there's a big difference in that job. You know, that, that, you know, you're still, whether you play or not during the week, you're supposed to help get guys prepared. And, you also get the defense prepared. I mean, you're very often, if you're the number two quarterback, you're also sometimes the scout squad quarterback. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, that's the offense that Kyle Trask ran was not the Bucks' offense in practice, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, training camp and installation and, you know, some preseason stuff that he did, yeah, he's running the Bucks' offense. But the rest of it, pretty much once the season starts, they're getting ready for Sunday. Uh, and so you're doing you're you're working off cards of whoever they're playing. That's how they, that's how they practice. You run you run the scout squad against the number one offense or defense. So that's kind of the way it, it's gone, right? But but I mean you know Trask, I think we forget. I mean he was a second round pick. He was the last pick of the second round in 2021. There were only four quarterbacks that went ahead of him. Okay, how about these names? One of these you'll say can play. First pick overall, Trevor Lawrence. Well, Trevor Lawrence was bad as a rookie under Urban Meyer. Played really, really well last year. Got him in the postseason. I, he, has a, he has a bright future. I mean, he was the guy that was picked as, you know, maybe a transitional quarterback. I mean, a guy, you know, that, that can really get it done uh, in the future. Has all the tools. Never lost, you know, at Clemson really in high school. Um, so he's on his way. All right. The second pick overall was Zach Wilson. Ugh. Zach Wilson, they, the Jets didn't even want to play by the end of his second year, okay? Ending up on the bench. The third pick overall was Trey Lance. And Trey Lance may be a talent, but we don't know because he's going into his third season, and guess what? He's played about three games. Um, he started the season as their starter. He got hurt. Wasn't exactly lightning on fire. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo came back, played really well. He got hurt, and, you know, then it was, you know, time for Mr. Irrelevant. And they did what they did. And then the other quarterback that was taken ahead of him was Mac Jones. 
And Mac Jones probably is the closest thing, I would say, Steve, to 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 really who Kyle Trask is, right? Um, Mac has a better arm. Mac won more games. Mac beat him head-to-head in a game that was terrific, that, that really Trask sort of matched, you know, throws with him. But that's it, right? Those are the only quarterbacks taken ahead of him in that 2021 draft. Well, can you say that any of those guys other than Lawrence are going to be good? I, I just don't I don't think you can. No, so I don't, don't, I don't think you can either. I mean, I, I think, yeah. you know, you can't write people off yet, but. No, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, you look at that class, and, and there, Trevor Lawrence is the only one you're going, wow. Mm-hmm. Got something. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a franchise quarterback. And they that's almost they broke like. him in the first year. <laughs> they did, man. <laughs> they absolutely almost broke him. Uh more than some people well, know. I should uh, say, they, uh, one individual almost <laughs> broke him. One guy, Herb. Herb definitely almost broke him. Uh, and there was some there was some breaking points during the season, too. So, yeah, okay. So, so Canales, you know, all you can say is, like, look, he's sitting here and, and he's talking to the Bucs. By the way, as did other people that I've talked to that were candidates for this job. What the Bucs said, basically, was, look, um... You know, Kyle. Kyle's getting his shot, right? He hasn't complained. Uh, you know, he he's been out there working hard for two years. This is was sort of our plan was to let him get behind the goat, you know, and and learn. And 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 now he's got to learn a new offense. This is not going to help him what he's been doing the last two years out there. But he's done some things, changed his body, you know, gotten rid of the heavy feet, some stuff like that. Here's what he is: he's six foot five, two hundred thirty six pounds. That's NFL size, right, for a quarterback. He's got an adequate arm strength. I don't think it's strong. He's not a strong arm per se, but it's adequate. Um, and he can move a little bit in the pocket. He's not a scrambler. You're not going to run RPOs with the guy. He's got probably more mobility than Tom Brady, but it didn't matter because Tom Brady was getting the ball out of his hand so fast. And But he's worked at it. He's worked hard to improve, you know, like I said, his his nutrition. He's leaned out a little bit. Um you know, his feet don't look as heavy, all that stuff. Sounds great, right? When he's played, he hasn't played well. And, you know, he's only had a chance to be out there in the preseason with guys, many of whom don't make the team. You know, Devin Tompkins was probably the best receiver he's thrown to in two years. And Devin eventually came from the practice squad and made it up to, to the 53-man roster. So you're not he's not throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, um, you know, very much, maybe a little in training camp. And when he's playing the preseason, you know, he, he, the one thing he doesn't do is complete a lot of footballs. You know, even when he got into his one mop-up game in two years at Atlanta in the, in the season finale last year, guy went three of nine. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, well, on the one hand, he only threw nine passes. On the other hand, he only completed three of them. So that's really not the percentage you're looking for. Uh, and they lost the football game. But, okay, fine. So here comes Canales. And he says, um, yeah, like, like Kyle Trask, never laid eyes on the guy. Called him one time, <laughs> okay? I'm sure he's watched him on film, but, but knows who he is, all right? Now, what is Canales banking on? He's been told what the other offensive coordinators have been told. Kyle's getting his shot. Now, this is the first time offensive coordinator. Is he going to tell him no? He's the only guy he has to work with right now. Kyle's getting his shot. And we'll probably bring in, we're going to bring in some other guys, some veterans, right? Just don't have a lot of money. Just don't know really that we're going to, we, we don't really have money to spend. I mean, they are, for the latest 
track over the cap.com it says they are 56.53 million 56.53 million over the 224.8 million dollar salary cap so they're going to have to make some cuts they're going to have to do some things contractually to get cap compliant by four o'clock on march 15th which is coming up just a couple weeks away and then you can start talking about who you're adding right and and there are 23 of their own free agents, not including Brady, some of whom they'd like to have back, right? And maybe franchise a guy. You got to have money for that. If it's 17, 18 million, you add that onto it. So this is not one of those deals where you can go, you know what? Let's go get Derek Carr. I mean, could you do it? Yeah. What would it cost you in terms of players you would have to let go of or um, future years or what? You know, it, it, I don't think Derek Carr under the circumstances you would be left with salary cap wise would have much to work with, you know, would have, would, would have much of a chance to win for very long. Not saying it wouldn't happen or, or they couldn't make it happen. They could, but all, all the things that, that I've, you know, kind of gathered from talking to people over there is that, look, even Jimmy Garoppolo, if they were inclined to get Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't, I don't think they are, um, at least the last coaching staff wasn't, He's going to cost somebody, right? Somebody's going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, there's there's sort of a there's sort of a pecking order out there in free agents, and the first guy to go, I think, will be Derek Carr. Well, and then you know we have to see what's you know Aaron Rodgers came out of his dark you know Hobbit or wherever he was, and if he decides to play, um, the Packers have to decide whether they're going to trade him if he's acceptable to that. Is he going to the Jets? Is he going to the Raiders? Is he staying in Green Bay? And it's looking, according to my sources, it's looking more and more like Aaron Rodgers will play in Green Bay. Okay, so if he goes back to the Packers, he's out. He's certainly not coming here because uh, they're not going to trade him to an NFC team, I don't believe. They pretty much said as much, or Adam has for them. So what is you know what does that leave, right? So now you're in the, the lower rung. Start You start working down the ladder of, you know, guys you can pay and afford and that are free agents. And then that's when you're looking at, you know, the Jacoby Brissett's and, and maybe maybe something as high as Baker Mayfield. And the guys that I've talked to that interviewed for this job, you know, Mayfield's in play from a finance. You know, if you could do it with a lot of incentives, I mean, when you structure a deal for Mayfield, you're going to have a lot of, you know, hey, you get this for this many starts, right, or for each start, that sort of thing. Because he may end up not winning the job. Or he may be a starter for three or four weeks, and then you replace him. So, you know, that's one where you could kind of pay as you go, and, and you know, he's probably in range. But I don't think many guys much higher than that, right? And we know all the other guys that will be out there, the Sam Darnolds and the Jacobys and, and guys like that. So there will be, you know, sort of this, you know, musical chairs type thing, a lot of quarterbacks, not as many jobs. But Tampa will be an, an attractive place if you're a free agent because you're basically competing against a guy who's never played. Um, the Bucks do have some commitment to him. They, they they drafted him in the second round. They've had him out there for two years behind Brady. They want to see what he is. But if you can go in and beat him, you know, you'll get your shot. But all I think is happening here is that Kyle is the dude that's on the roster. And, and, and what else is Jason like going to tell anybody? right, that comes in here. Like, we got one guy right now, man. I don't know who we can get. I don't know that we have that much money. And furthermore, 
who wants to play here? You know, if you're a free agent, the great thing about free agency is, is you, you get to say, you know, exactly what's who you want to play for. So when I was listening to Canales, like one of the things he, he's banking on is, you know, he goes back with Pete Carroll to USC when he started. I mean, he's been with Pete the last 14 years, right? 13 in Seattle. And he's like, look, um, if you go all the way back to USC, you know, you, you look at the quarterbacks, right? There's been the Carson Palmers, Matt Leinerts, David Booty, Mark Sanchez, Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley was still playing in the NFL as a backup, I think, a year ago. So he had a lot of guys that had, you know, highly touted, a lot of accolades. And, and um, to him, okay, and and this system that he's going to run has changed every single year, including the last two. He says it's really a system that's friendly to the quarterback. You know, you drill the timing, getting the ball out, having the balance of the run game. Um, he said, you know, I heard Sean Payton say the other day, and he thought it was brilliant. He says, you've got to take the quarterback off the high dive, right? No more of this. Like, this is not the – there is no risk it or biscuits in this offense, right? Basically, you're getting the ball out of his hand. You're getting to the playmakers. You're running the football. He's – and he, you know, kind of referred to him as a point guard, you know? That's that's the position you're going to play. Can Kyle Trask do that? Well, I guess if you if you look at – when he was playing at Florida and he had some pretty good talent around him. Yeah. Yeah. He was able to do that, you know? And furthermore, we just saw Geno Smith do that a year ago. You know, Geno Smith, the guy that drafted in the second round by the jets and, you know, had different things happen to him, including, you know, getting his jaw broken and, you know, tearing his ACL and all that stuff. Um, he, you know, at an age where most people thought he was done, they trade Russell Wilson. He comes in and wins nine games for him and, and throws for 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns, like 11 interceptions. So, yeah, you can you can do it with lesser guys. Um, and that's really what this league is. If you, if you look at it, there's, you know, there's a few Josh Allens. There's one Patrick Mahomes. There's one Joe Burrow. Those guys are typically drafted very, very high. Um you know, in the first round. And, and if the Bucks don't win, they're going to be in that conversation a year from now for whoever they have. And people are already starting the tank with Trask, you know, routine. Um, but I, I think that it's fair to say they're going to have to find a way to win in this offense, doing it a different way. You're not, you know, Tom Brady led the NFL in pass attempts the last two years. And part of that is because he's Tom Brady and, that's the best way to win is is keeping the ball in his hands. The other thing was they couldn't run it worth a damn. Now, I think they'll call more runs next year. I think that's inevitable because you couldn't call fewer. They were last in the NFL in attempts. They're also last in rushing average, right, 3.4 yards. Seattle, whether they run it a lot or a little, the one thing they do is run it very efficiently. They had a 4.8-yard average. That was tied for fifth in the league, even in years where they weren't you know, near the top of the league in terms of yards, you know, rushing yards in the season, mm-hmm. their 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 average per carry was always very, very high. So they have a, a system, they have a way of running the football um, and look for certain traits and running backs. And, and frankly, you know, 
Rashad White fits it, right? Big, tough, physical, split him out wide, do a lot of things in the pass game with him. But the key is is that Kyle Trask is going to be given a, a more you know, quarterback-friendly type system that will fit him, that will be good for him. Um, and any quarterback that comes in here is going to play in that system. Wilson played in that system. Um, and so I think, I think he'll, I think he'll look better probably doing what, you know, maybe what they want to do now versus the no risk it, no biscuit version. Because I look, I've watched him at practice. And the one thing I would say about Kyle is he's got to complete more footballs, you know? Um, and even, you know, even Canales was talking about, it's uh, from one of his offensive coordinators. It's that you to me ability, right? Can you throw the ball from you to me? You know, when when you look at a guy and you throw it to him, is is, is are you going to play catch or are you are going to miss him? You know, and that's the one thing I think Trask has to really really work on. And until I see him do that on a high level, complete a lot of balls and and uh, and and learn this offense and get it out of his hands to the right guys, I I don't know what they have, and I don't think the Bucks know what they have. Um, and that's why they'll be bringing in competition. There'll be, there's going to be three other quarterbacks in camp. So to declare a winner and make Dave Canales can declare a winner on the first day of his press conference when he's got one guy that's under contract, it's impossible. It's impossible to know that. Don't you think, Steve? I mean, do we really know we're sitting here doing this uh, the very early hours of February 24th? Can we say Kyle Trask is the Bucks starting quarterback? No doubt about it. Well, not no doubt about it, but he's the only quarterback on the roster, so it's easy to say he's going to be the starting quarterback this year. But the honest truth mm-hmm. is there's going to be three other quarterbacks in camp. Right. And Kyle Trask is going to have to earn it if he's he going will. to start. Yeah. You know, whether it's a Baker Mayfield or a Sam Darnold or whoever they bring in, if Blaine Gabbert comes back, whatever. Kobe Brissett or yeah, Gabbert Brissett. comes back, yeah. yeah. He's going to have to, if he's going to start, it's going to be because he earned it in camp. Right. They're not going to start him just because they drafted him two years ago as a second-round pick, but this other quarterback played better in camp. Right. But it's and, easy and to reason- go and say that he's going to be the starter when he's the only one on, on the roster, and it's the only one Canales is going to talk about because he's the only one on the roster. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And they talk, you know, and they talked to all these coordinators the same way. They said, we got Kyle. We'd like to see him get a shot. We plan on giving him his opportunity. We think he's good. He's worked really, really hard. He's earned this. Right, this was always the plan. We weren't going to play him right away, you know. The Zach Wilsons and guys like that, maybe they played him too soon, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was able to sit a whole year behind Alex Smith, and then he ripped it when he got in there, the, you know, next year. And he's, Patrick Mahomes is incredibly special. I'm not trying to compare the two because there's no comparison, but um, they had a plan. The Bucks had a plan. Now let's see what they got. You know, this is the way Trask has, has worked. I mean, he didn't start right away. He never started in high school. He's behind De'Eric King. He he didn't start at Florida until Felipe Franks got hurt. But when he got his chance, he was really, really good. Like he did some things at a very high level in the SEC. Um, and that's what attracted them enough to draft him. But it was also, hey, here's a guy who is used to taking this path. You know, a grinder, right? He'll go out there, he'll work, he never complain. And that that's why that, you know, Todd Bowles made this big, you know, gave his flowers last year and said, hey, you know, maybe the most mentally tough guy I've been around. Like, mm, okay, yeah. I mean, look, it's hard to go to work every day and know that you're not going to get rewarded, right? 
you're not going to, I mean, you get paid, obviously, but like you're, you're just not going to get the payoff of playing in an NFL game. Hell, they didn't even get this guy a, a, a helmet on Sunday except twice in two years. He's only dressed twice in two seasons, and he's played one time, the final game of the regular season this year is his first NFL debut in a regular season game, right? So he didn't even get the reward of running out of the tunnel. Like, that's that's tough duty, you know, that, but that is also the job, right? Because they weren't dressing three quarterbacks. And so from that standpoint, I, you know, I credit Kyle. I think he is a very focused guy. I think he's worked hard to get better every week, um, you know. But, look, he also had an advantage if, if he learned anything sitting in that room. And, and not that Tom was there to teach him because he wasn't. That was not – that's never been Tom's sort of approach. But you could see what Tom did – and you can see what made him great. Tom Brady is not the most gifted guy athletically. We all agree with that. Tom Brady doesn't have the strongest arm, although it's plenty strong, right? At an age where nobody can throw it like he can. He can still absolutely throw the ball. But he's worked at it, right? He worked to improve his mechanics. He worked with Tom House. He worked to get everything out of his arm. He worked to keep himself from getting a bad arm, from having a sore shoulder or elbow or all that stuff. And he's been lucky that way. Um, aside from the year he had an ACL, he's never been injured um, to the point where he couldn't play. So, you know, that, that's all part of it, right? Like you've got to find a way to keep your – he's learned those things from Tom Brady in, in the two years he's been here with Brady because Brady won the Super Bowl the year before that. And so that should have been a huge advantage for Kyle. Now we're going to get to see how that pays off, right, how he comes to camp prepared, what is, how he's going to dive into this offense. He's got a head start because he can get the playbook before anybody, Right. But there will be other quarterbacks here. And so I know there's a lot of Gator fans. There's a lot of people that are excited about that, and they should be, right? Uh, what if they drafted another Gator quarterback in Anthony Richardson? Like, that could happen, right? Are we dismissing that as a possibility? Um, they got to do their evaluation on the draft like everybody else, and they pick 19th. Um, we don't know where these quarterbacks are going to come off the board necessarily. And so they may have it have to make a decision. They have a lot of other needs, that's for sure, starting with the offensive line. So there's just so much as you sit here in March and go, oh, yeah, that's the guy, right? And, and I heard an interview with Bruce Arians the other day. He was on Rich Eisen. I don't know how long ago. It seems like it was a while ago. But um, basically uh, he said, yeah, you know, he's a lot of confidence in Kyle. He said all the things we've talked about. And he goes, but he goes, you know, there was a year where we were look. We look. You got to look behind door number two. We did that one year and found Tom Brady, right? Door number two is like, yeah, we like Jameis. Yeah, we like uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, we like you know. But who's behind door number two? Oh, it's Tom Brady, right? And sometimes those things happen. Uh, again, I don't think there's another Tom Brady out there, and I don't think Brady's coming back to this team. Although that's another show we could do um, with respect to Brady. And, and, you know, he's made their salary cap, cap situation much worse than it needed to be, although the Bucks may prefer to just take the hit now. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, just I would say Kyle Trask will go into the camp. It'll be his job to lose, right, to some degree. Whoever they bring in as a free agent here or the number of free agents they bring in, they won't be guys necessarily that you would say, oh, well, then it's this guy's job. If they signed him, he's number one. And it could be. I mean, I you know, listen, Baker Mayfield didn't go anywhere to, to back up, right? I mean, he did. He ended up, you know, getting released by the Carolina Panthers, went to the Rams when Matthew Stafford was hurt. 
and just balled out and won a game, you know, his first after about two days of practice. So, you know, he's he's going to come after somebody's job. He's going to try to go somewhere and be a starter, and he's got experience in the league, and he's got pedigree as a first overall pick. So those guys are always interesting, right? Sam Darnold's always another interesting guy, right? So those guys are going to go somewhere, and, and if you're a free agent and you want to be a starter, you're going to look at Tampa. You're absolutely going to look at Tampa. You know where else you're going to look? You're going to look at Atlanta. You're going to look at Carolina. You're going to look at the Saints. There, and that's the thing. And, and I guess um, Darlington said that, you know, I think it was Jason Leiter. Somebody said this to him was, hey, look, we no matter what, we don't know what we have in contrast, but we think he's the best quarterback in the division right now, right, right now. Because I assure you, those other teams, listen, you may have a situation where Lamar Jackson is traded. Right? What if he went to Atlanta? So now all of a sudden you got Kyle Trask and they got Lamar Jackson. So those other teams have to solve this puzzle too, right? Which will change the way you think about things for sure. But um, it's an interesting discussion and I'm sure we'll, we'll be having it all through, you know, the, the, the spring and, and uh, into free agency, which is a few weeks away. Uh, and we'll know more, you know, as we get to March 15th to start a new league year and all of that. So. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just, a, just an interesting talk about that. Okay, so you were at the Lightning game. I watched this thing on TV, Steve. This was one of the more entertaining games I've seen all year. And if you like scoring, <laughs> that's why. Because Buffalo, I think, is like third in the league in goals. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they know how to score. They don't know how to stop many, nope. but they do know how to score. And, and I, I think the Lightning didn't play smart. I think they had a lot of odd man rushes and giveaways that ended up in the back of the net. By the same token, they kept coming back. They were down two goals twice. And they finally tie it up with five minutes to go uh, with Ross Colton's uh, goal. And I thought they got away, you know, with a penalty that wasn't called. Was in, in Buffalo went nuts. It was looked like an elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then absolutely they lose the game in overtime, shorthanded. And Steven Stamkos to this day, Steve, we can watch this 100 times. He got hooked. They caught, they, 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 this, this officiating crew did not have a great night. No, there was missed calls all over the game, both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't lose the game because of that, but right, he was absolutely impeded. I still question, and I don't. John Cooper likes to do this when he gets a four-on-three power play in, in overtime. He goes with four forwards. I think you need a defenseman. When he gets five-on-threes, he goes five forwards. I think you need a defenseman. I think the power play runs better when Hedman or Sergeyev are on the ice. You're at the point, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Lightning, I mean, John Cooper summed it up best tonight. He said, this is the Lightning of yesteryear. Mm. Everybody trying mm. to get, he, I'm paraphrasing, but everyone trying to get their points and no one's trying to stop the other team from getting points. That's very interesting. And, and to be honest, that's, that's the way Buffalo plays. I mean, they kind of oh, yeah. drug Tampa into that fight. 
Buffalo, as yep. you said, is third in goals. They're like 26th in defense. They're sixth in the power play. They're 30th in the penalty kill. I mean, the Buffalo is a lot like the Lightning were years ago. A lot of good young players. Players that can put the puck in the net. They score goals. They Mm -hmm. haven't figured out how to stop it. Even though they got some good defensemen, Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Powers, a young defenseman, but they haven't figured out that commitment to defense yet. And they just, they, they drug the Lightning into that game tonight. Into a let's just run up Their and down, the, run up and down the ice, and nobody's playing defense. And the Lightning paid for it. They got a point. They battled back to get a point out of it. They did when you were down two goals twice in the third period. Yeah, no, their 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 battle was great, and and so it's sixteen straight games now, a point streak at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. The other thing that was talked about in the game, uh, really before it started, was. Hey, this Buffalo team is desperate. They're they're uh-huh. they're trying to make the playoffs. They're not they're not in, um, and they got to fight for every point they can get. And so, could the Lightning match their desperation yeah. level? And, and I don't think they did early on. And Buffalo had just gotten walloped by the, the Maple Leafs Tuesday night. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. so they they were desperate for a win. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I think Buffalo was hungrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Buffalo hasn't learned how to close out games yet, which is why the Lightning were able to come back in that game and get the yeah, point for sure. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, how many times is the Lightning going to leave Andre Vasilevsky out to dry? Well, and this is the thing. You've got the greatest goaltender in the world, I believe, because um, we see him every night. So there might be somebody better out there. but um, and, and somebody might might win the trophy, right, besides him. But having said all that, you know, if you watch the games like we do night in, night out, you learn to appreciate how many goals he saves uh, and how many um, – not just goals, but great scoring chances he, he, he keeps out of his net. And so that gives them a chance every single night. But he's had a couple of these now where the defense is a lot, you know, six goals, man. This has happened, what, twice at least, six or seven goals in a game. But I mean, what, four, four of them were on break, or, uh, you know, breakaway rushes? rushes? Yeah. Turnovers, yeah. Um, I think you'd like that. I think it was the fourth goal back. Kind of leaked through him. Yes, yes, yes. The other, the other five, you can't quibble with. No. I mean, those are world-class shots. might have been shots. one or two that you would think he would stop. You know what I mean? Like a couple of them just kind of snuck went, snuck through the five hole. He didn't have a stick down on the ice. Like, I don't know if he saw it or, you know. But, no, for the most part, he, he stopped all the shots he was supposed to and then some and made some great saves. Um, but they can't, you you, you know, you, they, they, you, this is, you're right. I think it's a great analogy what Coop said because the way they would play is, Hey, we got we got Vassy back there. Now let's just you know, it's all about the offense, all about the goals, man. We can score goals. Let's go score our goals. And they would, you know, here come the odd man rushes the other way, and Vassy would stop some, and then a couple would end up at the back of the net. But oh well, we're going to play this style. It was up and down the ice. Everybody had their head down. Um, that cost one of the Saber players badly, who I thought took an elbow, but the, the Lightning didn't get called for it. Um, and then Buffalo's bench went nuts when they saw the replay. So, yeah, there were calls that could have gone either way. Uh, but a, a tough loss at home. They do get a point. And, and I think the point was made probably by John Cooper, more importantly, that, hey, you can't play this way, man. Like, we know we can score. We know we have a bunch of guys who can do this, but you can't give away the puck like that. And, you know, they showed the fight of a champion coming back twice down by two goals. That's what made it entertaining for me. It was like, wow, look at these guys. Like, you know, But then they'd score, make it a one-goal game, and then 10 seconds later – they give up a goal, mm-hmm. you know, 
So they did that twice, but it was fun. Uh, the building looked like it was alive when they when they got back in it, but uh, but they didn't get the W. It's going to happen. Long season. All right, should be an interesting weekend of sports. We'll have lots to talk about on Monday. The Lightning go on the road. They play at Detroit and Pittsburgh back-to-back over the weekend. And the race, how about this? I didn't even snuck up on me. Major League Baseball spring training games are beginning on Saturday. The Rays open on Saturday uh, at Wide World of Sports over there in Orlando. So should be a fun weekend. Hope you guys have a safe one. Thanks for listening, as always. We get a lot of comments from people, a lot of emails, how much they enjoy the podcast. We really appreciate that, as always. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.